Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have a, uh, I guess, a nuanced discussion on the ways travel intersects with regular life. So this week, jumping right into it, because I personally can't stand long intros, opportunity. So I have a couple of points to make about opportunity and how I, of course, find it to intersect with regular life. But I wanted to start with some of my, um, that's my co-host in the corner over there, not uh, co-hosting. I want to start with some of my favorite travel opportunities that I have been able to um, really grasp and benefit from because why don't we get to benefit, right? That whole narrative of uh, doing for others so selflessly just drains a person. It takes completely from the source and doesn't put back in. I do my fair share of things for other people very happily (laughs) at a lot of the instances. And sometimes I absolutely appreciate the things that I do for others when I get to see how I um, in turn have good things done for me as well, if that makes sense, right? So anyway, some of my favorite travel opportunities, first and foremost, absolutely being my experience in Cartagena. So I was in Colombia maybe a year and a half ago. I It's possible that it may have been two years at this point, but I was in Cartagena and I had the chance, chance opportunity to come across a photographer in the neighborhood that I was staying at. I had just spent all day at the beach. I was funky, sweaty, tired and really thought like I was a mess. And she and a friend stopped me and asked if they could take photographs of me. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm thinking like, okay, a tourist photo, like maybe y'all just think I'm pretty or something. Let's take a picture. Y'all nice enough, right? Homegirl pulls out a DSLR and I'm like, oh, so you mean like a photo photo, like like this what you do? And her friend was like, oh yeah, she's actually a photographer. So we ended up doing this incredible shoot, no change of clothes, no refresh, no makeup, no nothing. Like I just spent the day at the beach and we ended up taking uh, photos in front of the church that was in like, I guess you could say a town square. Um, I stayed in, I want to say it was Gethsemane. So um, church in the background, then we went across the street, there was a restaurant with beautifully, beautifully, um, colored, uh, decorations. And I mean, it just made for an incredible shot guys, like incredible, incredible shots. And Nan has a really, really good eye as well. That's a really big part of what I personally feel like makes a great photographer, but long and short, the opportunity just to exchange with a stranger to open yourself one to conversation. I could have just like brushed them off and not made anything of it. And also they could have just ignored the opportunity to actually just ask me if I was okay with taking photos. They could have just said, no, she's going to say no, or, you know, she's not going to be patient enough to deal with that. Only the one of them spoke English, you know, like it could have, well, at least fluent English. They both, uh, spoke English. I'm pretty sure it's just that, um, Nam wasn't as fluent in English as I remember his IG is negro photo, but I can't remember what his name is. But anyway, that was one of my favorite opportunities, just um, the chance. And because also, 
was one of my favorites because before that trip, I really, really, and truly feel like I did the personal work to check in with myself and see what it is I needed at that time, what type of trip I wanted. The I manifested so many incredible opportunities. I, I truly, truly believe, and that's why I am plugging here that I have a mindful traveler course that is designed to help you um, really tap in with self and get the most that you possibly can and the most opportunity for personal growth through your travels. So head over to travelshippodcast.com and go to travel resources tab, click that and uh, the drop down populate for all the different courses that I have or you can just um, click on that tab and get to the options that are available to you. Um, I try to give you different mediums. I know personally I like running my mouth, but I also enjoy writing sometimes and I also enjoy just putting things together. So I've done that so that if you don't wanna listen to me, you can read or watch a video, which is listening, but you can read a lot of really great tips and um, also not just hear from me, hear from other people that are, truth to power to what it is I'm saying. There are so many different modalities and ways in which to be a mindful traveler that you could absolutely find something that connects for you and that works and that you feel that you are able to um, greatly benefit from. So travelshippodcast.com, travel resources tab, it's there for you. And the mindful traveler course is free. So there's that. So, um, another one of my favorite opportunities that I absolutely took advantage of was also in Colombia, where I really, um, got along swimmingly with a bunch of people on one of the tours. And so I connected with one or two of them and they helped me realize that one of the other people that was on our tour was also a tour guide and he was able to put together the perfect custom day. Like I wanted to do a couple of different things that I really had a difficult time finding in um, packaged offers on say Expedia and Airbnb as uh, excursions to go on. And I was talking and seeing other people's pictures and I'm like, yo, sis, that's fire. That's how I got to the pink sea. Uh, well, the pink ocean. That's how I got to, I want to say it was Badonkia. I don't know for certain, but beautiful, beautiful beach. It was like me and maybe three other people on the beach at the time. I had an incredible, really quiet, relaxing um, visit to the beach. And I did something else. I just can, oh, I ended up doing uh, the mud Y'all can go back to that episode. It's one of like the first 15 or 20 episodes, I want to say. Um, actually, I might be wrong, but there just, you can go to search on travelshippodcast.com and put in Columbia and that episode will come up. I did the uh, volcano, like the uh, healing muds, kind of volcano muds thing. But anyway, I was able to get to all of those different places that I wanted to visit in one convenient shot by going through one small owned um, tour operation, if you will, by taking the opportunity to talk to people, to ask questions, to engage, to you know build community, to make friends with people on one of the group tours that I was on. And it ended up benefiting me because they were able to help me get something that I wanted done. Additionally, I made friends with a couple people that were on the host and um, on the tour, and we ended up kicking it afterwards. We went to rooftop bars, and I never really get to do um, like nighttime stuff just because 
the I'm not a party kind of girl. I don't really go out. I'll stop at a bar anywhere. Um, I'll always grab a beer or grab a drink someplace that I'm also per my personal taste. I just like kickbacks. I'd rather go to um, a hole in the wall spot. I do love a good sedity bar, but a sedity bar in a spot where people aren't going to make me feel other or they're not going to, um, you know, treat me in a fashion where I'm unable to enjoy myself because they feel as if I don't belong there. Um, but all that being said, I ended up having a really bomb night out on the town, got to explore a lot of different areas and murals and street art because I opened myself up to making friends with somebody that I met during the day. When I'm home, Captain, Captain mouth shut. I don't talk to people. I don't know. It's, you know, I'm pleasant enough, but I'm not out here. Hey, what's your name? Let's be friends. Not my flow. But on vacation, hey, what's going on? How you feeling? Or, oh my God, have you had these before? I don't know what it is, but on vacation, I am just more open to these opportunities. And I absolutely grasp them because I know that I'm in such a precarious situation. Um, Actually, I don't know if precarious is the right one to use. It may have been, just in terms of context. I'm in this situation in the sense, in this, the sense that I won't necessarily have the opportunity to be in this same situation. Again, here I am in a completely different country at this time of my life. Who am I in this moment? How am I feeling about my life at home? How am I feeling about how I'm doing? Do I feel like I am meeting my potential? Am I stressed? Am I happy? Am I sad? Did I just go through a breakup? Am I in a new relationship? All those things fucking matter. So, so when you put that um, against the background of a new environment, um, you know, or like a shift or a change in like your stress levels, so many things are possible. And I really think that if you open yourself up to seeing these things that you can absolutely benefit so much from seizing the opportunity. Another really great, um, opportunity that I love reflecting back on is my surf um, experience in Guadalupe. I opted out of not booking it because I felt like, you know what, it's probably enough walking. I don't know that I'm going to really want to surf. I don't know what the, it was so many things that I was uncertain about in terms of surfing. And I really didn't want to spend like, I think it was an extra, what I would have been spending would have been a good price. Had that, in my opinion, been like the whole excursion. I didn't want to add that to like the end of something. Like if I was going to, I think it was maybe like an extra $80 or something, which I think is fine for a surf lesson, but I would have rather spend that money and had like, um, a longer amount of time in order to have the attention as opposed to it being like at the end of an experience. I ended up doing it for free because I'm the sauce. Like I'm the juice, like just be yourself, connect with people, talk, ask questions. And they made the opportunity available to me. They asked, well, do you want to surf? And I'm just like, well, in my mind, well, I didn't pay for it. I didn't add it. I absolutely respect people's time. And this is business. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to, you know, connect with your hosts and things, but I also respect that it's not fair for them to just like do shit for free when this is their livelihood in a lot of situations. Right. But the opportunity was given to me. It was extended to me and well, I don't have a problem. Come on. Like I'll, I'll give you like a baby surf lesson. Come on, let's just do it. I'm not like a surf instructor. I'm learning to self my, uh, learning to surf myself. And this was, um, from Katya and, um, it just really was another chance just to reflect back on, wow, so many good things can happen. If you just put yourself in the position to 
open up to people. And I keep repeating that because I find that I am, I guess you could say kind of reserved in regular life in the sense that I'm a little bit more, um, I'm a little less trusting, if that makes sense. I'm a little less trusting of people that I encounter when I'm out and about. I don't think it's because um, New York is inherently a bad place or anything like dramatic like that. It's just that your guard is up, right? Because these are your everyday situations. And when you're in your everyday situation, for me, in my experience, I feel as if I'm more consistently reminded of the way things can go wrong because you're presented with having to, um, you know, make decisions and make life choices on a more frequent basis when you're in your uh, comfort zone, if you will. But being outside of my comfort zone and being in a more relaxed setting, it is so much easier for me in my experience, because I don't know that to be true for you, friend. (laughs) But when I am more relaxed and I am more um, in tune with how I want to, I guess, open myself up and uh, experience growth, I am more welcoming to the chance to get to know somebody and really um, listen a little bit differently. And you also have the opportunity of slowing down the pace. Like you don't have to rush as many things because you want motherfucking vacation. So it, I think is a really, really uh, different set of, not set of rules per se, but just the playing field is a little bit different. Uh, so surfing in Guadalupe was absolutely one of my favorite opportunities that I was able to seize. Um, fun one. I actually hitched a ride from a stranger in Bermuda first trip out of the country. And for some wild ass reason, I thought it was a good idea to, um, not necessarily hitchhike, but I was waiting for the bus outside of like the museum slash aquarium slash zoo. It's actually really cute. Um, and the, one of the two people that was working behind the front desk, well, not the front desk, but like the desk at the end, or I guess the exit, I guess you enter exit the same place. Anyway, they were at the desk selling tickets to answer questions and all that jazz. And I was talking to them about a location that I wanted to see. And she was trying to give me the bus route to get there because there aren't really a lot of uh, sidewalks in the part of the island that I was on. So the only lady was telling me it's a little bit safer. I'd probably prefer that you get on the bus this way, you know, traffic going the opposite way because they drive on the left side of the street there. It was just like, girl, save yourself the drama. Appreciate it, that sis. But- I was outside waiting for the bus, actually in the middle of taking a selfie when one of the guys, I guess his shift was over and was just like, well, do you want to ride? I can drop you off in the city and had to make a split second decision. Not that I was in a rush to say yes, but it's one of those you say yes or no. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to rush to, oh my God, I have to do this. That's not what I mean. What I meant was in the situation, this calls for a yes or no answer, right? Like you respond. So I responded in the affirmative. Okay. And he ended up being the most um, incredible little free tour guide. Like he drove the scenic route, if you will, and pointed out a lot of different um, stops along the route. Like this um, tunnel that we're going through, like the little overpass, if you will, was actually dug out by slaves. So, you know, a lot of it was done by hand for a certain part of it. And then, you know, as time progressed, like this mount, this uh, mode changed and they did this or if we go this way, this is where this took place. This building is this, this is that. When we got into the city and no, he was just so helpful and was able to, you know, um, 
afford me the opportunity to view and see the island that I was looking to see. It was like a little island that was um, off the road that they used to um, lynch and publicly display the bodies of... um, I don't know if they were all slaves at the time because I don't know exactly what era this was, but they would uh, publicly display the bodies of lynched black folks just to be as a warning, like, fuck with us if you want kind of thing, right? So I am a appreciator of black history anywhere in the world. So I absolutely wanted to see this for myself. It's not that there are any um, landmarks or anything like that, but I don't know. I believe in the energies of places and I believe that it just, I would not have felt comfortable not showing some kind of respect or just, you know, honoring the space that I was in that I felt as if it was just something that I wanted to, um, to witness myself. But, um, he ended up being able to give a lot of perspective as an American that actually moved out there And, um, he did a great job of pointing out a lot of, you know, detail and things that I would have missed had I been on the bus. I would not have known what buildings I was passing. And I really appreciated, um, his free and generous gesture of just driving me around. Didn't make me feel uncomfortable. Wasn't inappropriate. Was just a really kind person that just did something nice for me. And so I appreciated that. Um, similar instance, London. I ended up getting to London. I've told the story a million times. Overdrafted in the bank. I was at a hostel after like hours of like tearful decision making. And I just ended up there and I was just done. I was over it. I was, I was tapped out emotionally. I was tired. And I had a friend say, you know, you should really go out. You didn't go this far to just sit in a hostel. That's pointless. So I ended up going to a bar downstairs. Coho shaking it off. I ended up going to a bar downstairs, got a burger, which was delicious. Tried to uh, go to the bar and like order a drink. Some bitch pissed me off. And then I was immediately like, this is, this is a dud. Like I'm in even an even worse mood. Getting back to the room, I ended up having a uh, hostel mate and she offered a ride to the city. She actually offered to um, have me join her at the discotheque, go to the club. And she was all like, oh, but. Like, you don't have a change of clothes? Like, are you going to wear that? And I'm just like, yes. I had on like a flannel button up and like some boots or some shit. And she was like, oh, well, she's putting on like a little spaghetti top and like some slacks and some heels. But um, yeah, she was like, well, maybe we could just take a ride to the city and, you know, we'll talk. And then you just walk around from there. Such a sweet girl. She ended up being mad cool. It was really cool because I think she was like a a train conductor or something like that, which in the country that she lived in, she lived in a European country, not too far from London. I think she just would take like weekend trips to come out because it was really fun to party out there and stay at a hostel so that you don't have to take like the two hour commute home or some shit like that. Long and short, she was mad sweet. Let me ride out. I think we stopped like a couple miles from like Buckingham Palace. She dropped me off right by Big Ben. At, at a main metro station over there. And I just walked around and I just took the opportunity to walk around the city for free. I don't think you guys appreciate how much you can absolutely take in and ingest and feel for a location just by walking around, not doing anything important, not doing anything, you know, particularly um, touristy and you don't need to take pictures of everything. Just look at the, the mundaneness of it all. 
the the street art, the the stencils and the spray paint that people put on the sidewalks or on the side of um, newspaper receptacles and trash cans and stuff like that. Be, you ever notice like um, how many other things get decorated and um, adorned, if you will, on like public streets, like the street lights are often decorated depending on the time of the year that it is or like whatever, um, you know, holidays, the local culture, the local community, if you will, is uh, celebrating. A lot of places, trash cans are decorated. There was some really beautiful trash cans in uh, Colombia as well as, um, I can't remember the other place, but sometimes like the trash cans are decorated. There are a lot of things to pick up on and notice whether they be similar to what you're used to at home, just like the normal like streetlights or, you know, the green and white street signs or, you know, um, just that the cars drive on the same street. I don't fucking know, guys. But the point is you can absolutely appreciate the sameness and the difference at the same time. There can be so many things that are different about an area but if you, you know, put yourself in this space to just kind of live normally, if you will, walk someplace or, you know, take a taxi someplace or hop on a bus or a train and try to just do something that you would do in your normal life. But in this percept, in this instance, from the perspective as a tourist, and if you just kind of, I personally like to uh, people watch. So for me, that's always a win. I enjoy um, people watching and just kind of getting a feel for an environment by not really doing too much. Like I don't need to go and, you know, necessarily learn something in every instance. Sometimes just being is enough and you can take in and um, really appreciate a space for how the community lives on a day-to-day basis. And I really think that that's an opportunity that is free. You know what I mean? It all, it all is your time. You're not paying to do something. You're not paying. You can pay to go to, you know, a cafe to order a coffee that's got like, um, seating outside or, you know, you can pay for certain vantage points if, you know, you want to, but a lot of times you could just, you know, pull up to, um, a bus stop and sit at a bus stop. You pull up to a park bench. You could just, you know, options guys be creative, but there's opportunity in so, so many different places. If you just open your eyes. So with COVID restrictions lessening, we're seeing, a lot more opportunity in travel. And I wanted to touch on a few different points about opportunity while I got your attention. With these opportunities that are now being presented to us with, you know, still a couple of low-cost flight deals or low-cost accommodations or, and, and in terms of low-cost I mean, just not really being as expensive as they would normally be. There are a lot of things where we feel as if they're trying to recoup what's been lost, paying like a COVID tax, if you will. But either way, whether or not countries are opening their borders, whether your jobs are lessening restrictions on employee travel policies, there are a lot of us that have, you know, been home more. So if you've been fortunate enough to continue working since you haven't been going out as much, or you haven't been traveling as much, you've been sitting on your coins and you're like, Oh shit, I kind of got a couple hundred that I could throw at something. Or you just have the the time, the space, whatever it is. If you have the um, chance to consider what your travel plans are going to be, 
consider what that opportunity means on different ends of the spectrum. You traveling to another location, remember to kind of keep the moral question in the back of your mind. Are you stressing an already stressed infrastructure? Are you going to some place that God forbid you should get hurt or get sick outside of COVID? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're just going someplace and you fall down a flight of stairs, or if you, you know, get food poisoning and you don't know what it is that's bothering you and you end up going to seek medical attention, are there medical facilities or their clinics capable of helping you right now based on the fact that there are still a lot of communities and locations that are in the middle of a global pandemic. So consider that, you know, there are um, also flight miles. Like if you had a past trip that you weren't able to take and you still have those miles that you want to to use and not lose, it's another thing to look into. See what all you weren't able to, um, uh, see what all you can recuperate that you may have lost out on before. But, um, also we're able to connect with friends and family and, um, different events and experiences that we may not have been able to do because of the COVID restrictions. But now those, uh, restrictions are lifting or lessening, or, uh, they're not as stringent. We're seeing more opportunities. So consider that you are making the right decisions. Are you choosing what is best for you? Are you choosing what is best for your immediate family that you're responsible for? Whether that, and keep in mind that family extends to the people that you work with all the time. Uh, you, most of us spend a lot of our time. If we're going into work, we spend a lot of our time with the people that we work with, even though we don't always like them and we may not necessarily want to be with them. We spend a vast majority of our time with our work community. I won't even see, say family because family has, well, you don't even have to like all your family, but point of the matter is you spend a lot of time with, um, people that don't necessarily always live in your home. So the idea of making decisions that, um, are going to keep other people safe. Um, also consider that with so much that has, um, transpired over the last year or so, not to focus on the opportunities that we may have missed. Now that you're seeing that you can do more, try not to reflect or dwell, if you will, on what you may not have been able to do before. Like if you didn't necessarily get to celebrate a milestone birthday the way you may have wanted to, or celebrated a milestone uh, achievement or accomplishment, whether it be a graduation or the birth of a child, um, you know, buying a new home, whatever. And you weren't able to have, you know, the party or the barbecue or the housewarming or the baby shower. There's so many opportunities that we've all missed, but thankfully those of us here listening are still here. And although we may have missed out on a lot, I am here to be that silver lining that is reminding you not to dwell on what we weren't able to do, but to focus on the things that we are going to be afforded the opportunity to do because we're still here. We are always afforded an opportunity when we wake up the next day, whether or not this is the, um, well, whatever the next trip you're going to take is the trip of your dreams or the trip you've been waiting for, or just something that you're settling on because you feel that you're more comfortable, um, doing it a certain way or you're, um, I know I, um, boyfriend and I are going on a road trip tomorrow. God willing. And we're driving up to Philly. So, uh, by the time you hear this, 
hopefully I will be en route or, um, you know, there enjoying myself. Uh, but that being said, I personally am not really ready to go through all of the, uh, steps necessary to visit places a little bit further out. I know that I have to update my password. I have to renew my password and I just haven't, I've been really slow to the draw on that. But again, I am choosing to focus on the opportunities that are right here in front of me. I have a car. I'm grateful to have a car. I don't like driving, but I have a means of transportation. I can get to a lot of different places and I've got time off. So I'm choosing to look at the positive opportunities that I have at my disposal. What else did I have here on the list? Um, oh, also with opportunity and the idea of making uh, wise decisions, consider whether or not you are choosing the best decisions or you're choosing the best uh, for both versions of yourself, right? So consider just because something is enjoyable now, just because something is a good idea now, will your future self agree? Will the you of a week from now, a month from now, an hour from now think that you at this moment right now made a good choice? Are you going to regret not upholding the boundary that you have set previously with someone? Are you going to, um, you know, regret spending the money on, you know, this meal at this restaurant? Or are you going to possibly benefit more from it in the future? Because you know that investing in the time to stay and talk with these people or investing in the money to pay for said outing or said experience is putting you in a position to, you know, grow down the line. Sometimes a short-term loss can benefit for, uh, or can translate into a long-term gain. The whole you study now and you ace your test or, you know, you save now and then you've got money for your trip that you want to take. Whatever the scenario may be, consider the, the, what do you call it? What is it called? A cost benefit analysis. I think, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but the idea that choosing to do one thing has its cost in what you are either able to or not able to do based on your decision to do the one thing, right? So if you have choice A, whether or not you choose to do or not to do whatever the functionality in A is, but whatever you choose to do with A affects what you are able to do uh, with, you know, a whole bunch of other options. So, uh, you diddle with that as you may try to pause, go back if you need to, cause I really don't f- I feel like I'm just going to be more confusing if I try to explain that or expound on that anymore. But point is weigh your options back to my, one of my first points, the narrative of, you know, doing for others or keeping other people in mind is, important however not at the expense of at the expense of self the idea of you know okay yeah i'll take you here or i'll do this for you and i'll you know make sure this is taken care of but if you know that you had a really shit week and you really don't have the mental capacity to have to sit in a car for an hour to drive somebody someplace because you're 
barely holding on and the whole ride, you're just going to be, don't cry. I don't want to have to explain why my week was so bad. Maybe not drive the person where it is they need to go. If you know that they can find another way there, right? Like the idea of doing for someone because you can do it while it's at an expense to yourself, isn't a good space to consistently function from. I'll be candid with you guys for a moment. The main reason why I got my uh, COVID vaccine was because I decided that I didn't want to possibly end up in the hospital if I did get COVID. Because in my mind, I was just all, all right, I'm gonna get it because I want to see my parents and make them more comfortable. I mean, it'll make me more comfortable visiting my grandparents and, you know, my grandparents, siblings, my older aunts and uncles. And, um, you know, I would be, oh, mortified if... I decided to finally travel sometime down the line and I possibly bought something back to work or to, you know, somebody that I interact, like I was just racking my brain with it. You know, I don't really want to do it, but I just feel like it would really drive me crazy if somebody got sick or if somebody got died. Yeah, that's important. But what if I got really sick enough that I could die? Or what if I ended up in the hospital and I realized like, huh, well, I may not really understand all of it, or I may not believe with all of it, or I may have my questions, or I may have my concerns and all the different mays and maybes and possibilities that I was coming up with. Cause y'all I'm good at those. I stay in my head, but it immediately occurred to me that I get to matter as well. I get to not suffer the most extreme case or I get to not end up with, you know, long-term nerve damage or lung damage or, you know, loss of taste or, you know, whatever could possibly go wrong down the line if I were to get COVID. Um, I'm relatively healthy, but anything could happen, right? The same way I could be completely fine not getting it, I could also be completely fine getting it. And that's where I ended up splitting the, that's what ended up drawing the decision that drew the card for me. I didn't want the worst case scenario for myself. And I don't know why it seemed um, like such an aha moment or such a really big deal, but I'm compelled to share it with you in the sense that you get the fucking matter as well. You get to choose what is going to be for your own personal best interest. You don't always have to sacrifice of yourself and give, give, give to the point where you don't have anything to sustain your own force. That is never a good situation. So a lot of times that can also show itself in really micro ways and small doses. It doesn't always have to be something as dramatic as no, I can't you know, um, babysit for your kids this weekend because I am really reeling over a stressful work week. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to eat it because I know that you need my help. It doesn't necessarily have to be like large decisions like that. I made a really small decision for my own benefit. We went to Ikea on Monday and there was this wildly soft blanket. I don't know what it is. I've got a thing for like golds and yellows. Like I've you know, I love color for the most part, but neutral, softer. No, that's a lie. I go through phases of what color I like the most. I right now am with, um, back to pinks and orangey golds, more so orangey golds. Long of the short is this blanket. I think it was $20. Absolutely no need for this blanket. I've got tons of throws for the couch. I've got more than enough blankets in the fucking house but I wanted the shit. 
it was nice. It was fucking soft, y'all. It still is. It's on my couch and it goes chef's kiss with, uh, it's just mad cute out there, y'all. Um, it's coming together so nicely. But my point in saying that is what was the $20 really going to do? Would I be hurting if I spent this $20? Would I regret not spending the $20? So in mature, you know, adult fashion, you could say, well, I could put the $20 towards a bill or you could put $20 towards something else or you just don't have to spend the $20. Yeah, you're right. I don't have to spend the $20, but you know what? We ended up going right afterwards and spending $24 in fucking Chick-fil-A. I just ate $24 and probably shit it out the, the end of the night. Where did that 24 hours, that $24 go, right? You know what I mean? It's just like, you can eat $20. So if spending $20 is going to tangibly give you something that will bring you joy, and it's not like it's your rent money, it's not like, you know, you're cutting the line. Well, whew, you know what? Fuck the light bill. I want this pack of Nowlators. It's not that. It's just like to spend the little, if you know it's something really small, don't beat yourself up over doing something nice for yourself. Yes, I could have put that to something else, but in the grand scheme of things, I can eat $20 in a heartbeat. Why not spend the $20 on something that I really liked, on something that I wanted? So it's the opportunity to seize joy. You can take the opportunity to seize joy in really small doses. It doesn't always have to be something dramatic and life-changing and, you know, for the greater long time, the long, long-term good or you know, I'm going to take the opportunity to rest now so I can be well rested and ready for work tomorrow. Yeah, you can do that. It's absolutely an opportunity. But spending the $20 to make yourself fucking happy, if you know that you're stressed about something and it's going to make yourself a little bit more tolerable to yourself, sometimes it's worth taking the opportunity in the micro ways that you can. And when you realize something as simple as like when a stranger smiles at you, or when the cashier is like super helpful and she's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. I'll give you my discount opportunity for some little bit of joy, for some little thing to shift your day. Remember that the little things are there to appreciate. Oh, and the last thing, what was it? Um, I was on a roll, but I got a really good outline here. Um, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah okay so here it is the last part so it was opportunity doesn't always mean things go in your favor remember that um opportunity lies in choice you're choosing to do something about a situation at hand what is your response to a change in plans a change in plans is an opportunity just for something new. A lot of times you can sit there and stress yourself into a fucking hole. If you worry about all the details and the things that went wrong or that, you know, it, you can drive yourself crazy, but remember that opportunity really can present itself where you allow for it to present yourself. The opportunity is in the choice opportunity doesn't always mean that it's going to, you know, be something sweet. Sometimes, you know, shit doesn't work. Sometimes things go wrong, like bad things happen, but 
in that, in those moments, in that space, there is opportunity to choose to either respond to what's gone wrong, to respond positively. It doesn't always have to be, I choose to be happy. It's like, no, sometimes the opportunity is like, you know what, this absolutely isn't going to walk. So I have to make my life a little more difficult now by choosing to walk away from something. I have to make my life a little more difficult now by you know, struggling a little bit more on my own so that I can pick up the the slack somebody else dropped. A lot of times, like I know one of the opportunities from my travels was in Thailand. My driver was mad incredible. He um, thankfully was able to find me a pharmacy so I could find something. My stomach was bothering me at that point. And of course I had a full pack of pills, but they were back at the hotel. So he ended up driving to a pharmacy, helped me out the pharmacist was great. And as we were driving, he presented the opportunity to do an elephant ride. You know, like you go to the elephant little place and you ride on the back of the elephant and photo ops, all that jazz. But I felt like shit afterwards. I knew going into it that mm, this beforehand, I knew that I did not necessarily want to take the opportunity. I have really no interest in riding an elephant because I didn't know if they were going to be mistreating the animals, if they were going to be abused or drugged or anything like that. But when the opportunity was presented, I jumped, I went on, I went for it. And I ended up going on the elephant ride. Did not like the way I felt afterwards. Um, totally forgot that elephants are high the fuck up off the ground. Excuse me. So like you're in trees, like you're walking through like trees or like right here right here, like the trees right there over your head and over your head and in your face. So the fucking spiders, I'm terrified of spiders. So the whole time I was miserable. I was miserable because the elephants are walking on like the end of a cliff and there's just like jungle out here. And so it's like, what the fuck I get? You know what I mean? Not every opportunity means you have to just jump at the occasion. Sometimes an opportunity presents itself and you've got to use the discernment to decide whether or not it's something that you should take. So Let's not get carried away and think that every time there's a choice to be made that, you know, you have to choose whatever it is or that you have to, you know, make a big dramatic decision, uh, you know, show or stance or something. I could have just said, no, I could have just said, I'm okay. Let's continue to, uh, big Buddha, I think was the next stop that that's where we were intending to go. It's just that the elephant spot was on the way. So opportunity doesn't always mean that things go your way. Opportunity doesn't always mean that, you know, uh, good is at foot. Opportunity can mean that, you know, something isn't good. Opportunity, you know, there's opportunity for things to go wrong. There's opportunity to decide to do something that could absolutely end up detrimentally for you. But again, the opportunity can lie in the choice. Something bad can happen or something less than agreeable or like a change in plans, but you taking that space to change your mind or taking that space to, you know, choose, all right, this didn't work out. I didn't like this. And you know what? I'm going to at least not do X again, or now I've got, you know, LMNOP experience under my belt, or you know what? I am now unable to do this. This is the opportunity for me to, you know, dabble in something that, you know, was a second or third, even fourth choice on my list of things to do while I'm in this destination. So I think that if we can remember that opportunity lies in the choice and that we have the opportunity to seize up op- to, I guess, seize opportunity 
in micro doses. Opportunity doesn't always have to be big. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It can just be little things. You get to choose what you want to eat for the most part. You know, let's not forget about this first world life that the, the many of us live. Uh, we are choosing to turn on our device of whatever fashion and listen to me run my mouth about the travels that I've had around the fucking world. You know what I mean? We're talking about how you know, I get to spend money on what the fuck I want to. These are opportunities, right? You get the opportunity to chase your dreams. You get the opportunity to stay inside and be afraid of your dreams. The choice is absolutely yours. And what you do with that choice is your opportunity. And I like the way that ended there. All right, y'all. So I guess that's a quick one. What are we at here? 45 minutes. Not terrible. All right, guys. So, um, few little announcements. I have painstakingly and very pridefully, I um, did quite a bit of revamping of the website. So I would absolutely love if you would go over to travelandshippodcast.com and check that out. I feel that it had, it's pretty user-friendly at this point. You go, go to the tab. I've got a bunch of tabs there. Describes what it is that you have there available to you. You can check out the episodes there because you know if you're listening, this is also available visually. Me, my pretty self, you know, um, on the YouTubes. So you, you can go to travelshippodcast.com and go directly to the YouTube video from there. I also have a ton of travel resources available to you as digital downloads. I've got my Mindful Traveler course, which I explained is a seven-day guide with incredible Black women in wellness, giving you different modalities in order to spend a little time every day choosing to um, put you first and really uh, reflect and grow personally through your travels. I also have my solo travel planning course, which is designed to help you skip all the learning curves and learn from my mistakes. I give you guys a very uh, personal approach that I take to planning all of my trips. I break everything down. It is a video guide, if you will, as to how I go about making my trips happen. Um, and there is also a supplemental workbook that's available. It is a digital download and it has a breakdown of the course where I go into basically all the show notes, if you will, all the behind the scenes stuff, the vendors that I use. Um, even if you're interested in, um, you know, like links to the, mu the musicians and the artists that I collaborated with to do, um, and a lot of the destinations that I hit up in the course that's there as well. But more importantly, I've got, I think it's um, seven or eight different PDFs, actual lifts, charts, graphs, workbooks. I've got um, a nice little reflective worksheet to go through every day if you want to spend more time checking in with yourself, but not really sure you want to jump into the modalities in seven days. Um, all that is available in your workbook bundle and you can purchase that on um, the website as well. And I have a list of travel resources. A few episodes ago, I told you guys about all the things that I refuse to leave behind when I travel, whether it is the equipment that I travel with in terms of chargers and cameras and um, dumb shit. Like, don't forget to pack leggings. Don't forget to pack a button up. Don't forget to pack a fleece. Like, you know, check back to that episode. I want to say it was episode 134 or so. Um, but that entire list of things is listed as well all on travelshippodcast.com if you go to the travel resource. The um, 
Oh, I also have some trip past trip itineraries. If you are interested in seeing where I stayed, the Airbnbs that I chose, the uh, experiences that I um, ended up booking, that is a consistently growing list. So I've listed a few of the different countries that I've been to. And if you click on the, um, the little photo of that country, then it'll bring you to the list of places and shit that I've updated with. Um, that's pretty much it guys. Again, travelandshippodcast.com has all the things. You can find my social media on there if you feel so inclined to follow. And um, since you'll be on your device and your thumbs will be uh, moving and bending there, please feel free to um, leave a review. Rate and review the podcast on whatever platform that you listen to it on. I'd greatly appreciate it. And it goes towards absolutely helping me be discovered by other people who listen to podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, I just did a really in my business episode with one of my favorite podcasts, one of my favorite podcasters, uh, Wanda of Black Women Travel Podcast. She was a guest of mine and I am so honored to be a guest on her podcast. And I particularly love her podcast, her show, because she does such a really, really great job of looking into the people behind the travels, if you will. And Wanda really got me to open up about a lot of things. Um, got it was a very, very candid episode. So, uh, yeah, woo, we got deep, but I had a great time and I've gotten some feedback from some of, um, some women already. And that just, I mean, if you could help somebody or if you could connect with somebody, it makes, you know, getting a little personal worth it to me at least. So definitely check out, um, that episode with Wanda. And in that case, you can go to the, um, I think it's the about tab and y'all this, this tabs, it all makes sense when you go there, I promise. But you can go to the little section that says the drop down that says press and they'll, you could uh, find all the podcasts that I've been on in the past and articles I've been in and uh, things of that nature. So travelandshippodcast.com, the home for all things travel and shit. Any updates that you may want to get about these things, I'm gonna get around to, I won't say consistently, but I will say getting into a schedule of emails. I know that I always appreciate an informative email. I always appreciate an in- Um, I appreciate an email with value and I really want that to be the only emails that you get. So I promise not to spam you and blow you up with shit that you don't want. So, um, feel free though, to sign up for the newsletter as well. That is an option for you at the website and, uh, find out when I actually have the episodes sometimes come out early. Sometimes the episodes, um, you know, have a really great list of resources that you may want to get to. And that can all be in your mailbox. I, um, at some point I'm not sending emails right now, but y'all want to get there. So I'm working on a lot of things behind the scenes and I hope that it, um, starts to translate into the platform growing and really being a resource for community and information and a good fucking time. So glad that that's at the end. So if you're still here listening, I fucking appreciate you. Uh, Shout out to all of the really cool countries that you guys are from listening to the podcast, whether you are an expat or you are a native. Appreciate y'all being here. All right, y'all.
Have a good one. Ah.